This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. And welcome back for our final segment of three today on RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint. If you missed either of the first two, go to any podcast outlet, click on Big O Show, and watch, watch, watch. And when it comes to our sponsors, click, click, click. I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. He's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, NBCSports.com. In our first segment, we spoke about the buyout market, the Kevin Love impact. You can catch that. In our second, we spoke about the NBA standings and where the Heat might finish. I'm seeing with an upside of probably five maximum, downside of you know, seven minimum. You know that's where 538 has them. 538 yeah, has them finishing fifth. Yeah, you know, it's and again, then that changed a little because before the break, they were actually six seven. So, you know, maybe the, the schedule and straight the schedule impacts them. Um, real quick, just to go over that. If you finish top six, you advance directly to the best of seven opening round playoffs. If you finish seven or eight, you play a game to get the number seven seed at home. If you lose that game, you play a game against the winner of the number nine, 10 game at home to be the number eight seed. Kurt, here's the deal. If you don't, if you don't finish with the top six seed, you're either seeded seven or eight. If you're seeded seven or eight in the East, you're either playing Boston or Milwaukee. So I'm going to, again, we change format here because I don't care about format. So I'm going to ask you this question. If you're playing Boston or Milwaukee, are you winning either of those series? No. I mean, okay. and again, I he's Kurt Healing. Yeah. He's out of Los Angeles. <laughs> You can, I think his email is at Pro Basketball Talk. You can deal with him. I'm going to take it a step further to further anger Heat fan and Heat Nation. Because the one thing Kurt has always been on redrecover.com inside the paint is honest. Kurt, Miami Heat Boston Celtics first round series. Let's say it's a 7 8 or rather a 7 2 or an 8 1. Heat played the Celtics in the first round. How many games are the Heat winning in that series? I I see. I think they're good enough to win two. I think it's a six. Okay. Okay, and against Milwaukee, and against Milwaukee in a one-eight or two-seven, how many do they win? Two, maybe three, probably two. Real series, all right. I get more Marriott points. The point being, folks, (laughs) he'd he'd have to finish six because Kurt, we spoke about this when we spoke about the standings, and I think you'd agree. The Heat against the Cavaliers, or the Heat against the Seventy Sixers, maybe the Nets. I doubt it. Much more competitive series. I think you'd agree with that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I'm not saying. But I think that he could beat the Sixers for a couple of reasons. One, you never know about the Joel Embiid injury factor. Remember, he missed the first two games with that facial fracture last year when the Heat played them. Two, playoff James Harden going all the way back to when the Heat played the Thunder for the championship in 2012 has never been a great playoff player. So if the Heat played the 76ers, Kurt, I think you would agree to unanger Heat Nation that they would at least have at least a puncher's chance, if not better. Right. I, I think that they have a chance. The other thing that I just don't like about Philadelphia in the postseason is that they're going to play heavy minutes of the Maxi Harden backcourt. And that's very athletic on the offensive end. Neither of them can defend. There are real spots for a Tyler Hero and other guys to target because you can. That's the great thing about the playoffs, right? You can really target matchups when you've got two guys out there you can target in the backcourt. Like that's something Miami can go at. Yeah. And, and, and there's also the factor of, you remember last year when the Heat won the playoff series and won their game in Philadelphia, and Jimmy Butler goes, they chose Tobias Harris over me when it came to free agency yeah. in 2021. I think that also, Jimmy doesn't need motivation. He's motivated enough in the playoffs. 
but it doesn't hurt to have that in his back pocket also. That's why it's so important to finish at least number six. To that end, the Heat did something very interesting during the buyout market by not doing something during the buyout market, and it's this. They didn't address their backcourt. They didn't address point guard. To you, Kurt Heelan, does that tell you the Heat believe that Kyle Lowry can become a functioning member of their society again? Or do, do you think that he just didn't have better options? What do you foresee from Kyle Lowry the final 23 games of this regular season and beyond in the playoffs for the Miami Heat from Kyle Lowry? I think I, I'm optimistic he can be better than he has been, which is I, I think all you can be at this point is, is hope that he can. But I think the reason they didn't make a move is exactly what you said, which is I, we talked about Westbrook. I don't think Beverly, for all his bluster, is – much of an upgrade either. Like, I don't think there, there just wasn't a better, there wasn't a situation that was better for them. And so they're going to ride this out and then hope that Kyle Lowry, because you, I we still do see flashes, right? We do, but Kurt Heelan, I have a question for you on this. The last 600 plus games that Kyle Lowry has played, he has started. Some players can make the transition. Dwayne Wade did. Warren Rogers yeah. did for the Miami Heat. They reconvene. Tomorrow at Miami Dade Arena, they go on the road to Milwaukee on Friday. You're Eric Spolster. Congratulations. You're now making $6 million a year. You don't need to do the Red Bull uh, the paint show. <laughs> do you think they would dare move Kyle Lowry to the bench? First off, I would still be here with you to do the Inside the Paint, awesome. RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint show with you, Ira. Um, who are they starting? Then Gabe? Um, Gabe, yeah. I'd explore it. I, I, I guess and this is the question that I, you have a better position to answer than I, which is how does that affect Kyle? Like, is, would he accept that or would he, I, mean, I don't think anybody wants it, but like you said, some guys kind of get to a point in their career. Derek Rose was even there where he's like, you know what? I, all right. This is who I am now. That's fine. And I can thrive in this role. Would he be that guy or would he just lose it? That, you know what? It's interesting. Before the trade deadline, if this would have happened, I would have told you Kyle would not go for it. He would have pouted his way through the season, yeah. maybe not shown up, you know, one of those stay-home guys. I think the reality for Kyle and his agent was this. There was no market for him in the trade market. Even for teams like your Clippers yeah. and teams that needed point guards, they still didn't try to get creative with the Heat and come up with something. So I think Kyle knows to a degree that he's stuck. I think once you register with you that you're stuck, and that there is no better plan B for you, I think he might be more open-minded to it. The difference is the Heat don't have that definitive point guard answer. Hey, Vince has been okay. He has not been great he's, he's okay. to move ahead of him. I think Eric Spolstra does the old short leash. Try to go back to Kyle, but don't let it fester through a 14-point deficit six minutes into the game. Go back to Kyle, and two minutes in, if it doesn't work, go, hey, we're just cycling. This is all rotational. Don't worry about it, Kyle. You'll be right back in there. And they move in another direction because the bottom line is they don't have that third option of point guard. I know Victor Oladipo can play the point and Tyler Hero can play the point and Jimmy's going to handle and Bam's going to handle, but it's still very, very tenuous there. So I think that'll be curious. I'm going to give you another absolutely other side of the roster guy, guy who hasn't played at all. Just curious how you think they might handle the situation. Omar Yurcevic, when he played last season, when Bam was out for seven weeks with the thumb surgery, was fantastic. He was a double-double machine. The question was, was he a double-double machine 
in the mode of a great player or in the Hassan Whiteside, someone's got to get statistics <laughs> mode. You know Eric Spolster as a veteran win-now coach. Omar Yurtsevin comes back to practice tomorrow. Ankle seems fine. Eric Spolster goes into the back-to-back set, so he's going to monitor minutes. Friday in Milwaukee, Saturday in Charlotte. Bam Adebayo goes to the bench. Who comes off the bench there? Do you think it's Cody Zeller, who has played no games ever for the Miami Heat? Yeah. Omar Yurtsevin, the next big thing for the Miami Heat last season. Kevin Love in a smaller lineup. How do you think Eric's going to work through this initially? I could make my Udonis Haslam joke here. Um, yeah, I would go. go <laughs> now, I bet they give Kevin Love a shot. It was, that's kind of, I guess it also depends on, like, you've, I think you've got to get Yurtsevin some minutes just to see there's, there's being back and then there's being back, right? Like, okay. is it, yeah. And so I think you've got to get him some run if over this back-to-back to say, hey, right, where are you? Like, physically, where are you? Obviously, he's going to be after missing all this time, there's going to be conditioning issues and what have you, but like, can he come back and really contribute or is he not all the way back to helping that much yet? I think you need to find out, but I think you can, I think this is where you lean on love a little bit and see what he's got. For yeah. I, I, the priority is get Kevin love. Who is he? Why does he, how can you play a yeah. power forward center starter backup? That's the priority. The yeah. interesting thing was the second game back at Charlotte, which of course is the Cody Zeller revenge game, but I don't know if they play it that <laughs> he's way. He's going to go off for 50. Yeah, exactly. Play it differently. Want to get to the chat board really quick. Um, basically, Alex is saying start uh, start Gabe over Lowry. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, Alex chimes in. Depot is hurt too much, so it's not an option. That's the other name I wanted to go to. Victor Oladipo, it was a nice run. It was a nice comeback story. He was very good defensively in last season's yeah. playoffs. Then he gets injured again. The ankle injury didn't play for almost three weeks before the All-Star break right now. When you're going through your rotations, who you're counting on or who you're not, are you still counting on Victor Oladipo if you're the Miami Heat or have you moved on to greater priorities? And also, Kurt, what's been your thought on Victor Oladipo this season? I thought he played fairly well, like when the, like you said, when he was back. And maybe not – certainly not peak Victor Oladipo, but like solid rotation guy I can trust. Victor Oladipo, he was that guy. Um, I would – if I'm Eric Spolstra, do I want to f- see if I can get that guy back for the playoffs? Okay. I, and just, and, and like you said, he was really valuable last playoffs. Can I get him back and sh- match him up in certain, just depending on who we play, there might be matchups where I could use him. Absolutely. But, um, I, but I don't know how much I, I mean, how much can you really trust him at the regular season? Like I'm, I'm not saying completely move on because there's spots you could use him, but I'm not right. sure I, what about you? I mean, is he going to really, how much can he really trust him, Ira? I don't know if I can trust him, but I also know he can't shoot. He's not the scorer yeah. you want. He's ball-centric. You need other guys to get the ball. I think that chip might have moved on. Vic Popo says here, start him in the playoffs, which would mean starting him ahead of Kyle Lowry. I don't think that would happen. No. Ahead of Gabe Vincent, that might happen. But the point I'm trying to make here before we go to the schedule is this. The Heat have so many question marks because of their injuries, because they're bringing Vic back, and they're bringing Kyle Lowry back, and they're bringing Omar Yurtsevin back. Remember, Tyler Hero missed a couple of games with the knee. All he's done during the break is the three-point contest, went out in the first round, didn't overextend himself. Tomorrow, I think, is going to be one of the most fascinating practices of the season. I'll be back with Big O on Friday in our accurate Pembroke Pines report. We'll discuss that and where the Heat are headed. So as we close it out today on our RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show, want to look ahead at the schedule. Milwaukee Bucks on Friday, I would have said, that's an automatic scheduling loss, play for the second game of the back-to-back. With Giannis out, which I assume will be the case, so a specialist yeah. in New York, I still think the Bucs are better. 
I still think with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, knowing their system, they're a better team. But the Heat did win the two games at home that Giannis missed against the Heat. What are your thoughts on Heat versus Giannis-less Bucks on Friday night, ESPN National TV? I, that's one you can steal. Um, and I, I, I think you're right about this. Mate, you've got to make sure you win one of the back-to-back. Charlotte is in the tank. Um, but they still got Lonzo, not Lonzo, LaMelo Ball. Like, they still, Terry Rozier, they got some guys where if you just ignore them, they'll give you a problem. No, so P.J. Washington beat them the last time they yeah, played. Yeah, that's true. To get your uh, thoughts PJ, on this, Kurt Heelan, 23 games be there. to go. Back-to-back, do you still protect Jimmy Butler with that 28-minute limit, or do you say, screw it, this is go time? We have protected your minutes for this time. Do you think coaches, now that we get to the final six-week stretch run of the season, do you still protect back-to-backs or not when it comes to the heat of Milwaukee on Friday and Charlotte on Saturday? No, not not until the last week or so before the playoffs, and especially if you can get into that 5-6 seed where you basically get a week off. I am yeah, all in with that for it. You've got, you've got to go for it. Enough, Jimmy. Jimmy, if you had the energy to fly to Argentina and to go to a tennis match there and to go to a soccer match there and get back on the plane and you felt you didn't need rest during the break, then show it in the back-to-back. Last game before yep. you and I reconvene next Wednesday, the Heat play next Monday in Philadelphia. First time the teams meet this season. First still of four remaining games. Obviously, be big in playoff seating at Philadelphia. This Philadelphia regular season team versus the Heat at the end of a three-game trip for the Heat, your thoughts on that game? Yeah. That's a tough one to win. They are pretty good at home, and they are, like you said, you're on you're on the end of the road trip, and they're a deep team. They really do still. I mean, I know how Jimmy Butler feels about uh, Tobias Harris, but if he's your fourth best player, you're got a deep team, man. Yeah, no, I, I think that'll be a tough one. I think that's why the Heat have to get the first two of this trip again. You're in that tenuous yeah. playoff fight with Brooklyn, with New York. We'll sum it up a bit more next week when reconvene. We reconvene. He's Kurt Heelan. I'm Ira Winderman. This has been redrecover.com inside the paint. But right now, the big O show rolls on.